Hello, Miami Dolphins fans, and welcome to the Same Old Dolphins Show. I'm Josh Katzker. With me today and every day, my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. Hello, Dolphin fans. Well, that wasn't very fun. No, that was the opposite of fun. That was not good. That was that was downright terrible. That was just about as bad as you could have hoped for. I mean, not that you would have hoped for it to be bad, but that was as as bad as it could have possibly gotten for the Dolphins. I mean, it was deep just... Down, deep down, that's what every Dolphin fan was afraid of. Oh, absolutely. The big thing that everybody was hoping for was this was the week, this was the game where we were going to finally stand up and turn it around and change the narrative and 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 really, you know, stake our claim on the AFC East. But deep in the back of our heads, we all, I don't want to say we all knew, but we all thought there was a very good chance that the Dolphins could go to Foxborough and be made fools of. And that's exactly what happened today uh an embarrassing performance in pretty much all respects from the Miami Dolphins today i think probably the only positive there is to take away from this game aside from the fact that Ryan Tannehill is still standing was the fact that Minka Fitzpatrick made a couple of nice plays defensively including an interception from Tom Brady when the game was already in hand. But Minka Fitzpatrick looked a little bit better this week than he did last week. But otherwise, I don't know that there are any other positives. I mean, if you really wanted to dig down and try to find another positive, you ready for this positive that I'm going to give to you? You ready? Is it Brock Osweiler? It's... It's Brock Osweiler. <laughs> that's the other positive. <laughs> that's, that's a bad day. It's, that's a bad day at the office. Actually, you know, before we go too much further into the show, Brain, you know, I, I, there is another positive. It's completely unrelated to today's performance of the Miami Dolphins, but it is some positive news that we have to share here on the show. Um, and it's regarding the show, the show that you should be following on Twitter at same old Dolphins. Um, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about Twitter, I'm sure, here shortly. But uh, we teased it a little bit on Twitter this afternoon. We have a big announcement, and that is that the same old Dolphin Show is now officially part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. Uh, so we encourage everybody to visit DolphinsTalk.com and check out a whole lot of great columns and news on your Miami Dolphins as well as daily podcasts breaking down the Miami Dolphins and their performances, previewing upcoming games. Basically, it's your one-stop shop. DolphinsTalk.com is your one-stop shop for all things Miami Dolphins. And starting with this episode that you're listening to right now, you can now access the same old Dolphins show through the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. We are very excited 
to be part of the DolphinsTalk.com team. Brain, uh, there's the potential that you may be writing some columns and 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 visit and getting the old uh, getting the old keyboard back out and doing some writing for the website. So that's pretty exciting. So I think in in the grand scheme of things, this is probably the best news of the day. Yeah, absolutely. And not to be, uh, you know, I guess I, what what would the word be? I guess opportunistic on the Dolphins' failure. <laughs> not to be like because we're not hoping that the dolphins lose we legitimately not. were we were legitimately excited for today's game because we thought that there was even though we I mean, well i mean you you i guess thought the dolphins were going to win i made a uh, really bold prediction and it turned out to be almost the exact opposite of what happened yeah and even though i felt pretty strongly that the dolphins would lose this game there was a small part of me that didn't know and that there was some doubt that the Patriots, maybe they were just done and that the Dolphins, maybe they were kind of for real. But I mean, even though I didn't feel like that, there was a small piece of me that that there was still some doubt. And even though the Dolphins completely laid an egg and got absolutely destroyed today and it was an embarrassing performance, I was rooting for them. It was very... You, you, it's not an embarrassing performance if you don't care. And it's embarrassing as a Dolphins fan because my team just was dreadful and it got the number one slot for the AFC one o'clock games. So it was uh, seen by very many and it was hyped up to be this big game and we absolutely got destroyed and so while the national media said all week long that we were a fluke and that the patriots would bounce back and get a victory and i agreed with it it still i didn't think it would be this bad and so you know not to be opportunistic on it but to be opportunistic on it the hashtag same old dolphins is very relevant right now because that was the narrative all week, not just on this show, because that's the narrative of this show every week is whether or not they're the same old dolphins. But the narrative around the country was, are they, are these the same old dolphins? If the dolphins win this week, they're shedding the narrative that they're the same old dolphins. Well, guess what? Hashtag same old dolphins. So it's very timely. Uh, that we've got this, this big partnership and, and I'm looking forward to getting the opportunity to write a little bit. It's been a little bit, it's been about a year since I kind of dabbled, uh, with my last venture. Um, so yeah, it's exciting stuff. And, and the other thing is, is that we're still in first place. That's it. That's and the you thing. Need and- to, you, you need to remember that. I got into a little bit of a back and forth on Twitter today um, with a fan who said that this game was a must win game. And I just refuse to believe that this no. was a must win game no. because at the end of the day, if you lose a game and you're still in first place, it ceases to be a must win game. And it's very easy to jump off the ledge after this yeah. and say that's as bad as the as we can look and bad things are coming and that may very well be the case. But you don't know. You didn't know that the Dolphins would be 3 and 0 and so you don't know what's going to happen next week and you don't know what's going to happen the remainder of the year. See so, so even though this was 
about as discouraging a game as you could have had, you still have to look at it and in, in perspective and say, look, we're, we're three and one and we're in first place in the division. So all is not lost here. It's not time to jump off a cliff. It's time to figure out what went wrong and figure out what we need to do to fix it. Right. And this is something that we've talked about on this show uh, before is that the National Football League is a place where people love to make these grand assessments of the narrative that is following a team based off of one game. And while this one game was particularly bad and it follows there were some certainly some trends developing that are not particularly good ones for the Dolphins but at the same time they lost this game to the Patriots it was a bad bad look but the Dolphins now have an opportunity in their next game at Cincinnati next week against a very good Cincinnati team an opportunity to bounce back and get off of the mat and prove that this is not just the same old Dolphins. Because we've seen this before from the Dolphins. We've seen a Dolphins team start 3-0 and then drop four straight games. The question is, and I, and I think um, Chris Perkins uh, talked about this a little bit in the um, column that he wrote on this game for The Athletic. He talked about how the Dolphins had a nightmarish performance, but now they need to avoid the big nightmare of allowing this to snowball and turn into something where they lose the next three or four games. And granted, the schedule is is pretty tough here. They've got a game against Cincinnati and a game against Chicago. Mitchell Trubisky threw six touchdown passes today uh, against... And that, that defense is for real, and too. That, and that Bears defense is very, very good. So, you know, things aren't certainly going to get any easier for the Dolphins here, but they have an opportunity. It's one game, and you've just got to sort of wash your hands of it. That's the thing to do. And in some ways, in some ways, this you might argue that this result is a really good thing for the Dolphins because maybe some of these guys were buying into the hype. Maybe they were buying into their own hype and thought that they were better than they actually are. And this uh, molly whomping from the New England Patriots is going to put- molly whomping. Yeah. Maybe that's going to put them, put them back in check. And this is going to be a serious week of soul searching for this Miami Dolphins football team ahead of a trip to Cincinnati, um, where they're going to have an opportunity to get off the mat, as I said, and, you know, right the ship. But in the meantime, we had all of these people. Remember, we talked about this after last week's game against the Raiders. We talked about how we had people that were saying, this team is clearly different. There's clearly something different here. <laughs> this is clearly not the same old Dolphins. And I, we were saying, pump the brakes. It's three weeks. Yes, it's three weeks and it's almost a quarter of the season. But let's take it all in stride here. Let's not buy into the hype just yet. It's still early. A lot of things can happen in the remaining 13 games of the season. And so now that's still the same case this week. The Dolphins got destroyed this week. And we'll talk about all the things that went wrong. Uh, but it's not quite, it's not quite, you know, time to jump off the ship and, and abandon ship just yet. Um, and, right, you know, and, and, and us true Dolphin fans, we never abandon ship. We just sit here and we go, ah, this again. Right. Right. And that's and the, the truth of the matter is, is that if we'd have lost this, very few people were expecting the Dolphins to win this game. 
I, I think if you were expecting the Dolphins to win this game, you were hopeful, if not delusional. Um, most right-minded, knowledgeable NFL fans, Dolphin fans, Patriot fans, felt pretty strongly that the Patriots would take care of business. If, you, if you've watched football for the past 18 years, you, you kind of knew that New England was going to win this game. That said, well, and if you didn't, if, if the and if you didn't think New England was going to win this game, you started to think that maybe New England was going to win this game when we got word that Rashad Jones was not going to play. Yeah, but I mean, if if the Dolphins had come out in this game and it had been competitive, if even for a half, <laughs> you know, if if this game instead of being twenty four nothing at halftime was like fourteen to ten, and instead of 31 nothing was you know 21 to 13 going into the fourth quarter and, th- and this was a game in the fourth quarter you maybe feel a little bit better i mean you probably feel a little bit be- I-, I know i would feel a little bit better but the way that this went down with the patriots having been one of the worst defenses in the league for the first 3 weeks and completely shutting down the Dolphins' offense. Tannehill looking awful. The Dolphins not able to run the ball for the second week in a row against a defense that came in 31st in the league in run defense. And then for Tom Brady to just kind of, he didn't even play that well. No, that's the thing that's so disappointing. The Patriots really didn't play that well. It was just, the Patriots just kind of, did their thing and let the Dolphins trip all over themselves on en route to a 38-0 lead and a 38-7 victory, which makes you think that, look, and I'm not saying to jump off the cliff, but to quote Dennis Green, they are who we thought they were, and we just kind of know you know at this point, you could be the most positive Dolphin fan. And look, the Dolphins, I'm not saying that they're going to just be awful the rest of the year. That's not what I'm saying. Um, it wouldn't. I, I think that they're still probably about a 7-9 and nine team. But it, from what I've seen, they that's seem That's pretty adept. same old Dolphins, if I do and say that's, so myself. Yes, and I think they are the same old Dolphins. But, you know, I could see them. What they've shown is they've shown that they're adept at beating, at figuring out ways to beat teams that are as good as them or lower. And that's really a big part of the battle in the NFL because you're not going to play an elite team every week. The majority of teams in the NFL are very similar in talent. And they're, they're, I always talk about there's, there's six elite teams, there's six really bad teams, and then there's the other 20 that can be anywhere from 10 and 6 to 6 and 10. And the majority of those games, when they play each other, are decided by one possession. And they're decided by a play here, a play there, a bounce here, a bounce there, a call here, a call there. And I think the Dolphins are very much one of the 20. And so... It would not shock me if the Dolphins finished nine and seven or even 10 and six. But what we know, I think you know, and what this game showed is that 
it's not a contending team. It's a team that can be in contention for the playoffs. It's a team that could potentially make the playoffs, but they're not any kind of serious threat. And that's okay because that's not really what the expectation was. And if your expectation got to that level after three weeks, well, then shame on you. You got to learn a lesson because come on. Come on. Yeah. And and we we said that at the beginning of the season. We said that this was a team that the ceiling for this team was probably 10 and 6 uh with, you know, if things went the right way, maybe they could they could somehow win the division if if the Patriots turned out to not be as good as they've been in the past. And I, you know, quite frankly, that's still a possibility because w- just like we can't say the Dolphins are falling off the rails here after this game. You can't, after one performance, say that the Patriots are back. The Patriots took advantage of a Dolphins team that came in and played a sloppy, sloppy game. And, you know, they got they got done what they needed to get done in this game. And they're also, the, you know, you're dealing with a Dolphins team that's also dealing with some significant injuries that, you know, are, I think are starting to catch up with them. And the granted, New England game planned very well, but we saw that one of Adam Gase's weaknesses is, is that he is oftentimes a very vanilla, weak play caller. Yeah, sometimes he can dig down deep into the playbook and come up with some really creative things like they did against Oakland last week, but there was none of that today. And the the Patriots had a plan to stop this Dolphins offense. And the Dolphins couldn't respond to it. And so, you know, I'm certainly not making excuses. The Patriots wiped the floor with us today. But that doesn't necessarily mean that this Patriots team is back and that this is a Patriots team that is going to cruise to the Super Bowl as they've done in the past. It's still possible that the Dolphins could reach their ceiling, although it's looking a little bit less likely after this game. Uh, But, you know, as we said, this is a team, a team that didn't have a particularly high ceiling. And now with injuries starting to mount and a pretty brutal performance today, now we're going to really see what this team is made of because now they're really up against some adversity and they're getting into the meaty part of the schedule where things are going to start getting tougher. With that being said, I think we should uh, take a look at this game. I mean, I, there, <laughs> frankly, there's not a ton to break down from the X's and O's perspective because, I mean, quite frankly, the Dolphins were outplayed in just about every aspect of this game. They were killed in the trenches. Um, the offense could get nothing going. Patriots were dropping seven back and daring the Dolphins receivers to beat them, and they couldn't. The offensive line was just getting beaten pretty regularly, and Ryan Tannehill was under pressure for a lot of the game. But even when he wasn't under pressure, this was one of those games that you saw where Ryan Tannehill is never going to be an elite quarterback because he was just, when he wasn't under pressure, he was still missing receivers. Um, it was, and it's not to, that's certainly not to say that Tannehill is the reason the Dolphins lost his game. It's certainly not, but he certainly didn't help. It was <laughs> not a very good performance from Ryan Tannehill by any stretch of the imagination. Um, Defensively, the Dolphins' defensive line was just dominated. The Patriots. So last week, the Patriots and Sony Michelle looked like he was not 
he did not have a very good game against Detroit, but today the Patriots carved up the Dolphins defense and did a lot of damage on the ground. Uh, what did Sony Michelle ended up over a hundred yards with a touchdown run. It was, it was a- as a team, they, they ran the ball 40 times for 175 and a pair of touchdowns. 40 and Michelle- rushes for 175 yards. Good God. It- well, and, and and Michelle and White, who those were your two primary ball carriers for, I mean, they, those were the guys running the ball for the majority of the game. Actually, you could even throw Cordero Patterson in there because he took one on a on a reverse um, before the game got out of hand and Kenyon Barner came in and Brian Hoyer came in. The numbers were actually 34 carries for 100 67 yards which is even worse I mean they they had their way with the Dolphins but really what it looked like to me and look those guys had good games but what it feel what it felt like to me was that at a certain point in the second quarter of this game after Cordero Patterson caught his long touchdown pass putting the Patriots up 10 nothing and the Dolphins put uh they had to replace the center. Uh, yeah, they, they, they brought in Sutton and Kilgore went out uh, because he had some sort of arm issue. Going right. On. And, Sutton and when came Kilgore in. came out of the game and then the first snap sails right by Tannehill, Tannehill falls on the ball but doesn't secure it and the defender ends up recovering it. And then on the very next play, James White runs through the middle makes a move to kind of break Robert Quinn's ankles and then gets untouched on his way to a 22 yard touchdown run. That was the ball At game. At that point it was like they quit. Yeah, that was it. There's really no out. And, and, and that's probably the worst thing to come out of this game because at that point, even at 10, nothing and the turnover deep in your territory, even at 17, nothing, that's pretty bleak, but you cannot give up on the game. And at that point, it seemed like just they had given up. They had mentally checked out of the game at that point. And that's the most disappointing part of this whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> it was just a, an ugly day all around. Um, it has become abundantly clear that the Miami Dolphins have a problem in the running game, it's not that running backs, although Kenyon Drake seems just slightly, he seems less explosive than he was. But the problem he is slow. I mean, he, I don't know if it's, if it's indecision or, or what, because it's not just the blocking. He looks slow. He looks slower than he did in the preseason. He looks slower than he did in the first two games. I'd love to see the next-gen stats on it because, you know, Frank Gore didn't exactly have a great game, but he had 11 carries for 41 yards, which is, you know, 3.7 yards a carry. It's fine. It's nothing special, but it's fine. Kenyon Drake, he looks out of sorts. And looks slow and like he doesn't know where he's going. And that's a big problem because he's one of the guys that you were really counting on to make a, to be a difference maker in this offense. And gr- yeah, sure. It's great when you could come up with these gadget plays and you have 
Albert Wilson running for a 60-yard touchdown against Oakland, or you have Albert Wilson taking a reverse and then turning it into a pass. But you can't pull that out every week. You can't be gimmicky. Otherwise, uh, you know, it, you're, you're talking about the wildcat, which is the law of diminishing returns. And if your entire offense is just going to rely on gimmicks, well, eventually the rest of the league will catch up to you. And you've got to, at some point, just be able to say, they know we want to run the ball and we're still going to run the ball and do it successfully. And until this team gets to that point where they can say, this is what we want to do. The other team knows what we want to do and we're still going to do it. They're just never going to be anything special. Right. And that's, that's the thing that they've got to figure out a way to, to do it for the rest of this season. And with that offensive line seemingly to get seemingly getting thinner and thinner every week, same thing with the defensive line. It's uh, it's a tough situation for them. I think maybe part of Drake's problem is that he's realizing that that offensive line is not as great as it was before. But, I mean, that is really stretching it. That's really, really uh, giving him a, a lot of benefit of the doubt there. Yeah, it's just a sad state of affairs. I think I don't believe the Dolphins had a drive of more than five plays in this game. Until Brock Osweiler led the Dolphins on the 75-yard touchdown drive in garbage time uh, to, for their one score in this game. It that was, is correct, by the way. So it's, they, had, they had... That's a brutal, brutal performance from the Dolphins' offense. And the person that really, I think, all, most of the blame needs to fall on is Adam Gase. And because here's the problem, right? With with the Dolphins in their third down situation, right? Because they, what were what were the Dolphins on third down in this game? They were something atrocious on third downs. Three of eleven in this game. Uh, the problem is the Dolphins are finding themselves in second and long situations a lot, and once you find yourself in a second and long situation. More often than not, Gase is coming up with some very, very conservative run play, and that is, you know, immediately feeding into a third and long situation. And we talked about this all preseason. We talked about it going in. This is a Dolphins team that cannot, that simply cannot find themselves in third and long because they're not able to to get out of that and dig themselves out of a hole like that. So what they need to start doing is getting a bit more aggressive and winning first downs. They've got too many first downs that are, they're getting runs of two yards. Uh, They need to figure out a way again. And it comes back to the running game, but just so much of the play calling in this game left so much to be desired. I, I, I just, I, I don't even know what to say. I agree to a certain extent. I'm not happy with the second and long calls. Uh, what it looked like to me was, and I agreed with this. If you listen to the preview show, I felt that this was a game where the Dolphins would need to throw the ball to then open up the running game, and that Tannehill would have to have success to force New England to loosen up and stop from stopping the run and I thought that the Dolphins would need to have success throwing the ball on first down and I think that that was absolutely the game plan 
The problem is, is that I feel like Adam Gase was trying so hard to be balanced that he was, we, we, we wouldn't win the first down battle. And then he was like, well, I don't want to turn this into a game where, where Ryan Tannehill's throwing the ball 40 times because none of us want that. Right. That's the whole thing. None of us want Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball 40 times a game. But if you're going to be in second and long and the defense is lining up in a way that's saying, you know, we believe that you're going to run the ball on second down and we want to stop you from running the ball on second down. If you're not going to run the ball, you're going to throw some short pass then we're going to keep all of our, we're going to keep our safeties up. We're going to play press coverage and we're not going to allow any of the short stuff. We're not going to allow you to beat us with the running game. At some point, you just got to say, look, the only way that we're going to establish the run is by throwing the ball, throwing the ball on first down, throwing the ball on second down, if necessary, throwing the ball on third down. But, they seemed so con- like they they were afraid to take the shackles off of Ryan Tannehill. And granted, Tannehill did not have a good game, and it did not even did he not have a good game. He had a bad game. This was bad Tannehill. This was vintage bad Tannehill. Inaccurate, p- poor decisions, just just bad. You know, not even the greatest. He he did show a little bit of pocket presence, sliding away from some pressure, but. His throws were just off from the from the very beginning. Aside from his first throw of the game, which even though it was kind of a duck, it was right on the money through a tight window. Um, it was a it was a bad game from Tannehill. But at some point, if you're gonna make that step, and that's what this game was supposed to be about, it was about the Dolphins making a step and not being the same old Dolphins, not being a team that wallows in mediocrity, but being a team that you could actually call a contender. And in order to be that, you need your quote unquote franchise quarterback sometimes to take control of the game. And not only did Tannehill fail, but the coach didn't really give him the opportunity to do it. So it was, it was a failure it, you might say most of the most of the failure goes on Adam Gase, and while I think he deserves his fair share, at the end of the day, this was a failure by Ryan Tannehill because the Patriots completely game planned and said, if Ryan Tannehill is going to beat us, he's going to beat us throwing the deep ball, and that's what they made him do, and he couldn't do it, and so this was a failure in epic proportions. By Ryan Tannehill. Pretty sad state of affairs. Um, I don't know. I don't know that there's a whole lot more to talk about from this game. I guess we can talk about the injury situation for the Dolphins. Uh, so Rashad Jones didn't play uh, as with, I guess that shoulder. Well, he practiced fully on Thursday and Friday, but I guess something came up and uh, it's one of those situations where it's, they, they, he could have played in this game, and maybe if it was later on in the season, maybe he would have played. But with with 12 more games in the season after this, they decided they, they didn't want to risk him today, which, I mean, I don't know that it would have necessarily made a difference. Maybe it would have, but 
you know, when it's a pretty big game for an op- and an opportunity to make a big statement, you want to have your best players out there. And Rashad Jones was apparently not ready to go. Devontae Parker, as we talked about in the preview show, uh, had a, another injury spring up. So he was inactive today. Um, I do want to say that whoever was posted a, a great tweet that I saw today with somebody saying, I just bought my new Dolphins jersey, hashtag fins up. And it was a, it was a Dolphins throwback jersey with the number 11 and the word inactive on the back, which uh, was, was pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. Twitter game right there. Um, Bobby McCain went down with a knee injury. It looked like when he went down, um, because he went he went down after a third down stop by the Dolphins, and it was going to be a fourth down and short, and it looked like the Patriots were going to take advantage and, and do a, a quick snap to try to convert on fourth down, but McCain dropped down and the referees stopped the clock, and it looked like it really did sort of look like he was just selling the injury to try to stop the game. But as it turns out, there was some sort of knee issue there. We don't know the extent of it yet, but pretty bad. And again, Daniel Kilgore dealing with an arm injury. And Juwan James is apparently dealing with some kind of injury as well. Um, and that's in addition to uh Derby not playing, Andre Branch not playing, William Hayes being out for the year. Uh It's... The, the injuries are piling up, and for a team that stayed pretty healthy through the preseason, the injuries are starting to catch up with them. And as we said early on, this is not a team that has a lot of depth. So if they start having a lot of injury problems, it's going to catch up with them really fast. And I think that's also something that we're seeing a lot right now. And so how is this team going to be able to dig down and figure out a way to move on and be competitive in spite of all of these injuries, that that's a question that I just don't know the answer to. It's really, I think, going to be a lot of these second and third string guys having to step up and really make a name for themselves. Because if they don't, I think the final, while the first quarter of the season, the Dolphins are three and one, I think the final three quarters of the season might be a little bit more difficult to, to get through, which is... Uh, you know, pretty same old Dolphins in and of itself. Yeah, I, I think that it, it's definitely going to be a struggle because one of the one of the things we talked about in the preseason about this team, one of their weaknesses, their biggest weakness was probably depth. You know, we thought that, you know, th- there's a chance that their, their starters at every position, they could be pretty solid, but it, they'd have a very difficult time dealing with injury because we saw their backups just absolutely get manhandled every at every turn in the preseason. And there wasn't really any confidence in them going into it to suggest that maybe there was just, you know, preseason overreaction or anything like that. It just kind of looked like, yeah, this is a team that is struggling with depth issues and, well, now as these injuries pile up, uh, it's 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 not looking good. And you've got a big game next week, and uh, against Cincinnati, and it's got a big game feel because this week the whole narrative was: could we be for real? If we go into New England, then we are for real. Well, this week. This coming week, I think the narrative is going to be, you know, if we can beat Cincinnati, who looks like they're pretty good, 
then maybe we're not like for real, for real, but we're not bad. But if we go in and we throw up a stinker next week again and Cincinnati outclasses us, then we've got to look at it and then we're just saying hashtag same old Dolphins. Yeah, Cincinnati is one of those teams that is a definite playoff contender. They're definitely going to be one of those teams that's in the mix come to the end of the season. And if the Dolphins are a team that really want to be in that mix as well, this is a game that they really need to if not win, they need to really account, make a good showing of themselves. But I mean, really, I mean, the Dolphins could go into Cincinnati and get in, get find themselves into a shootout with Cincinnati somehow. Um, I uh, quite frankly, if I feel like if that game gets into a shootout, it could be trouble for the Dolphins. But if we'll talk about that in our next show, but if the Dolphins go into Cincinnati and fall just short. There'll be positive things to take away from it, but the narrative is still going to be you've fat, the Dolphins have come up short against the playoff contender again. So it becomes, in some ways, you could argue that this upcoming game against Cincinnati has now become even more important than this game was for the Dolphins. This was a huge game for the Dolphins in in that it was an opportunity to change the narrative. It was an opportunity to really show that they are here to stay and stake their claim, as I said before. This game against Cincinnati now becomes a game where they are stopping what might quick might quickly snowball into a descent into same old Dolphins land. So it becomes a pretty big game next week in Cincinnati, but we will talk all about that one and get into depth and talk about the things that the Dolphins are going to need to do to win that one a little bit later this week when we preview the Dolphins' trip to Cincinnati. In the meantime, Brain, do you have any sort of parting thoughts or anything that you want to share about this game? Yeah, I just think it's, what do you expect from this team? What are your expectations? If you came into this season and your expectations were that this team was going to be one of the five worst teams in the league, then I think you you need to not be so disappointed with this game. It's it's, it's disappointing. No matter no matter what your expectations were, this was a big game and the Dolphins laid an egg. So you're gonna be disappointed. But keep it in perspective based on your expectations. If your expectation was that this is a bad team, or even if your expectation was this is a mediocre team, then this should not have been an unexpected result. If your expectation had changed over the first three weeks and you thought that this team was different, this was a very sobering experience for you because this wasn't the Raiders or the Jets or the Titans. This was a legit contender. And this is what a legit contender does to a team that is not a legit contender when they have them on their home field and in a game where they need a win, even though I, I again, I, I don't love the whole must win terminology. If, if that was your, if that was your thinking that this team had somehow turned a corner and that they were different, then this was sobering, but you have to look at next week and say, 
You've got an opportunity next week against another team that's three and one. You go and you win that game, and that's a road game too. So it's another chance to really make a statement. If you go out and win that game, I think most people will say the Dolphins are a contender. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to sort of follow off on what you're saying, a lot of people I've seen were really upset that the national media wasn't giving the Dolphins any respect for that 3-0 start. And all of those Dolphins fans who were on Twitter tweeting at the national pundits got nearful today when the Dolphins got spanked by New England. And I think if you're a Dolphins fan, you need to realize that the reason that the national, I mean, the national media has very good reason to dismiss the Miami Dolphins. You got to earn respect. You got to, to, exactly. On the national stage, you really need to earn respect. You really need to prove that you're a team that is worthy of having games on Sunday nights and having games on Monday nights and, and having these national televised games and really being part of the national conversation week in and week out. You need to earn that. And you don't earn that by just having a great three and oh start at the beginning of the season. You earn that by winning the tough games and finding a way to be a real contender. And the way for the Dolphins to do that is to turn up next week in Cincinnati and bounce back from this tough loss at home or on the road, rather, to the New England Patriots. A big, big chance to bounce back to the next bank. week. And now go into Cincinnati and knock them off. Then you're talking about trying to get some respect. But right now, the Dolphins got spanked today. They got to live with that. And now they got to wash their hands from this game and turn around and turn it around next week against Cincinnati. That's the only thing to do. And listen, we'll end it on a positive note. Your Miami Dolphins are still in first place in the AFC East, and they still control their own destiny. If the Dolphins win every other game that's put in front of them this season, and that's probably unlikely, but if they do it, they're riding into the playoffs at 15 and one. They're probably getting themselves first round by. So <laughs> probably, probably let's, let's listen. I understand everybody's upset today. I, I, I get it. We got, we got crushed and that's what happened. You. I can't believe you said that the dolphins control their own destiny. I mean, yes, it's do, true, but am it's I wrong? Crazy. Am I wrong? No, oh, you're, you're right. But virtually every team in the league controls their own destiny in, in, week four I mean now that was what was at stake essentially in this game is that if the Dolphins win this game then the Patriots do not control their own destiny but now the Patriots control their own destiny right but you know they've got another they got to come down to Miami in December so at any rate in their boots after today yeah I'm sure I'm sure they're very scared very scared but you know a lot can happen between now and then um for now we know what they need to do. We know what we need to do right now. We've talked about it. We've said it. It's time to move on. We're on to Cincinnati in the immortal words of Bill Belichick. And so are the Dolphins. They're on to Cincinnati to try to shake off this just, uh, you know, in the immortal words of Jim Mandich, there is a stench of cow manure over this performance by the Miami Dolphins. This was a cow manure game for sure. This was absolutely cow manure. And I think 
That is our episode title. Of course, if you're Again, listening didn't to this. We have, didn't we have a cow manure last year? Is that going to be our thing? Like one every year there's a cow manure game. I mean, are we blowing the, the cow manure load here in at the end of September? Because I think this team's got some potential to have a few more cow manures. Yeah, I don't know how much worse they're going to get than this one, but uh, maybe, we'll, maybe we won't call it cow manure. Maybe we'll call it back to earth because we're certainly back to earth after that performance. In the meantime. Back in the manure. <laughs> All right. Brain, in the meantime, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? can find me on Twitter at Aaron the Brain. And of course, I am on Twitter at Amplified to Rock. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Same Old Dolphins. This is not something that we just came up with. We've been the Same Old Dolphin show for a long time. Uh, it, and if you're just discovering us now, welcome. We hope, you, we hope you've enjoyed the show and we hope that you will engage us in conversation on Twitter uh, at Same Old Dolphins. Likewise, we hope that you'll go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Same Old Dolphins, and give us a like over there and, and join us in conversation there as well. And don't forget, you can also go to Apple Podcasts, where you can download, rate, review, and subscribe to the same old Dolphin Show. We'd appreciate you leaving us a nice review and giving us a a healthy five-star rating, if you would be so kind. We're also on SoundCloud, and as of this episode, we are now part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. So we are very excited to be part of the DolphinsTalk.com network. We look forward to being part of the family over there. And we hope that if you have not yet been to DolphinsTalk.com, that you will go visit them and read all of the wonderful columns and listen to the great podcasts and the audio content that is available over there because it is really good stuff. If you haven't checked it out, I think you should. You are going to enjoy it. That is going to do it for this episode of the Same Old Dolphins Show. We will talk to you again later this week as we preview the Dolphins' big bounce-back trip to Cincinnati. In the meantime, take care of yourselves and each other. For Aaron the Brain, I am Amplified to Rock. This is Josh. We'll talk to you again next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Dolphins! Miami's got the Dolphins, the greatest of all teams. Take the ball from the